very diverse, complicated individual. There are many facets to me, like a diamond. Sounds gay. Like a princess cut diamond. <laughs> You're listening to The Tactical Big Top with ringleader Lance Abernathy, a former LEO and founder and chief designer at Sniper Bladeworks. Join Lance, Jag and The Sideshow as we take a look at life from a tactical perspective. Check out the knives and gear at sniperbladeworks.com and on IG, YouTube and the Facebook. I'm Lance, he's Jag, welcome to the circus. How you doing today, Todd? It's fucking hot. It is a little hot. We've retreated into the dirty portion of the shop, like we're huddled up in some kind of storm shelter, because this is the cooler of the two rooms, but it's still rather warm. We're making do. We're doing our best here. It's fucking hot. Todd may not uh, be participating as much as normal, apparently. He's a little down. We'll just let you jump in when you feel ready, Todd. If, it, if the feeling strikes, if the mood's there, you go for it. We're going to talk a little bit today about the stuff we have at the water jet. We might have a call coming in from Bulldog Armory out in the Springs. And um, Wata Cigars. How's your watch check today, Todd? We'll learn for a watch. I'm seeing, I'm I'm seeing a big nothing. nothing. Apparently it's too hot even for Todd to wear a watch. I am still sporting the Bulova, although I did put it on a strap, which I like, which is cooler than the uh, rubber is one that, that a, it comes with. Is that a Zulu strap? I don't know. I can't ever tell them all apart. I know the NATO one has more buckles and crap on it. And this is just kind of standard. It doesn't have the extra. There's also extra piece of strap that bolts through there somehow. Oh. Like kind of like a Pals Molly type of system. For a uh, watch. For a watch. Because that makes sense. This is this is less less than that. It just runs through and through. So, anyhow, any new watch things on your horizon? Have you done any looking, shopping? I was at Dawn's earlier today, and there's a... Uh one of the Luminox field watches that he has down there that is pretty sexy. Might uh, look at that and purchase it here in the next few Yeah, Bossard's got a few watches laid in. We ought to go see what Tyler has. Yeah. One of these days. I know they, I mean, everything in there isn't Rolex or Omega. You know, I think they ran the Nixon stuff, which was kind of cool. Yeah, Nixon is kind of neat. They do some fun things. And they're not real easy to find unless you get online as well. Mrs. Sniper did not listen to the last episode. Apparently she hears enough of me talk at home that she didn't want to volunteer for uh, overtime there. <laughs> so I'm not sure where our, our hunt for the lunar pilot is. I may have to do that myself. I may have to do the heavy lifting on that one. Although I did break to the news tour that I won to an IWC. And? She took it pretty well. I mean, she didn't yell at me. She didn't act like I was insane. So we'll see. You know, it's my birthday coming up. I've been a pretty good boy all year. I deserve some Swiss automatic goodness in my life. 
That or I take the Sin U1, either one of those. That one's a little bit cheaper. I was going to say, it's a little cheaper than the IWC. I had a talk with Skelton about both of those, and his answers were awesome. He's like, IWC is like watchmaking royalty. <laughs> He's like, but I kind of like the Sin. He's like, that's just a sick tool watch. Um, so I think either one of those could be on the horizon. Nice. So we shall see. All right, we've checked in with the water jet people today, and they are about ready to cut our parts. They have the competition chopper getting drawn up. They had your kookery drawn up. They had the new Mamu uh, first run chopper, had a love child thing that we're coming up with next, kind of a 2.0 chopper drawn up and in. And then the neck knife, the new neck knife, and the new, we've got a new tactical fixed blade, but it's on the smaller size of medium, maybe. Right. And I'm all a, those are blunted a little bit. Like, the Grand Brothers would be proud of this that we're, yeah, we're yes. turning out. Not quite that blunt. Rest in peace, John. But it has that, it has that look. I had a really nice talk with him at Blade last year. John? Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be missed. Yeah, he actually came in and found me, which I thought was nice of him. Um, yeah, good dude. It was I had a nice chat. So, but yeah, I like I like all this stuff that we've uh, that we've drawn up, and I'm excited to actually see it in hand and get going on those. Um, the stuff you ground up today, I thought looked good, so that was nice. We've done a few more shop upgrades or just maintenance and getting everything up and running. Bead blast cabinet is almost uh, ready to go. Yes, new seals, new uh, protective shields. Yeah, so that's looking nice. And if we get some AC pumped in there, which our boy Josh was working on, that'll be nice. Yeah. It'll feel uh, more like our shop space and less like a sweat lodge. Because it's a little sweat lodges. Yeah, I'm, I feel it, like... Uh, it's fucking hot. Cooch, you can be loud and swaying, and I had a talk with Everywhere Spirit while we're in the sweat lounge. It's it's rough. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is close in there, and humidity is high here. So, we've retreated to the cooler confines of the grind room. It's kind of nice in here without everything running. Yeah. Sort of cozy. Feels like a cave. It does feel like a cave. Full of machinery and cool shit. Yes. I kind of dig on it. Why is the building shaking? Earthquake. Maybe or just a giant truck rolled down Burlington. That was min- minorly alarming. <laughs> so, all right, of the three, excuse me while I have a draw on the cigar, we'll talk about cigars here in a second. Tactical fixed blade. Love it. New neck knife. Love it. New sick chopper. Really love it. Uh, that probably answers my questions of which of the three are you most excited about. The chopper. I think I am too. I want to get that thing in hand. And just like gesture with it while I talk to people. If the kids are coming over, I can threaten them with that. Right. Kind of like the, the sword. Instead of the boken. Yes. On the cigar topic, we had a quick chat with Kendall the other day, and he's going to try and help us come up with some kind of uh, sniper blade work cigar. Nice. Based on 
stuff that I've liked in the past. I think the neat thing about that is there are a lot of brands now that either don't exist anymore or they've sold off. Like Manuel Consada that used to own Fonseca and Romeo and Julieta. When he sold that, the cigars, they just didn't taste the same. The blend was different and it, it always kind of made me sad. I really liked those. And I'm going to see if we can find something that we liked in the old days, one of those blends that he can recreate for us or get us close to, which I think will be, it'd be kind of neat to see that come back and hopefully find a new favorite smoke, especially if it could be then our in-house brand. We're looking to do uh, in-house brands on quite a few things, so. What else do you want to in-house brand, Todd? The hot sauce. Oh, I forgot about that. So. Tell about the, uh, we had uh, one of my buddies, Dwayne Ballmer. He uh, he makes some hot sauces and some seasonings, and he's very, very good at it. I think he's missed his niche. He could probably make some money if he really researched on how to market that stuff because he makes some outstanding sauces. So we're going to hit him up and have him make a Sniper Blade Works hot sauce. That would be awesome. Because, you know, we are culinary connoisseurs. And spicy some spicy going yeah because i want a uh i want an ancho sauce right where i uh, get all that smoky goodness but it's not blowing your doors off right yes uh, now i like the blowing your doors off stuff i'm i love it i'm kind of a princess todd you know this i do know that beneath this rough exterior there's a delicate little swat flower that needs to be treated with love while we were dining at our favorite Northtown spot, Jim Chappell's restaurant. They had the hunting stuff up on the uh, TVs. They had the uh, the pig stuff, which we liked, you know, we like to partake in the swine killing. Uh, we've made a few knives that went to some we swine did. killers. Now that you mentioned that, we did. Those were pretty... Yes. Actually, we have pretty, one in the shop right now. Stabby. Yeah, mm -hmm. someone, someone could own that probably pretty reasonably. Yes. <laughs> Make us an offer. Um, but we kind of mentioned, kind of talked about some of the things that we would like to do, like to go hunting for. And at the top of my list, number one thing that I want to go Helen, hunting. Is this anywhere on the planet? Yes. Okay, so this is truly the top of the list for you. Right, it is truly the top I, of the list for I'm, me. I'm completely bought in now. I'm invested in this story, Todd. Go ahead. I was I was just faking it, but now I'm actually interested. Go well, ahead. I mean, it may be underwhelming for you, but for me, no, I'm, I'm top of my list. I want to hear about your journey. I want to go kill some alligators. Love it. I want to go hunting in Louisiana for some gators. Is there a reason you pick Louisiana over some other state that has alligators? It's easier to get licensing and right. stuff Due there. To fish and game laws or right. regulations. Yes. Okay. Um, I actually have a, there's a couple of the guide places that I've looked into and there's one down there in particular that I like. I won't mention them here yet. Um, but uh, it's very reasonably priced. You would be surprised at how reasonably priced it is. If you got an alligator, what would you do with it? I'm going to eat it. Right. And then... What would you do with the hide? Uh, probably going to be hanging on my wall. Right, so like some kind of a mount or display. Yes, yes. and they do those. Uh, kind of yeah. like the, what do they call that, the cape? 
when they came out. Yeah, like the zebra rug kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've just displayed it on the wall. Right. But yes, alligators. I'd like to do an alligator hunt of some kind. I've seen where they do it with the bow, which is a little tricky and a bit like bow fishing, but cool. Right. I see. I like where they hunt the crocs over in Africa. It's a little scary, but interesting. Similar concept. However, crocodiles are significantly more aggressive than alligators. Yeah, they're nasty. We need to get a hold of Leon and see about putting together an Africa trip. You know, I need to see if they survived all the the COVID stuff there, you know, business-wise, not not health-wise. I'm sure they're fine that way. But with all the travel restrictions, I don't know what that did to their guiding business. Well, a lot of those travel restrictions have yet to be lifted. No, I know. But, you know, we got to see if they were able to to weather that storm or if they sold the place or what they're doing. Right. I should check on that. I might try and do that tonight and see, because I'd love to put another Africa trip together. And especially if they lighten up on the mask thing, I don't want to wear a mask for somewhere between 16 and 18 hours yes. on a flight to Joburg. That would not be pleasant. I'm not sure what I would do on a long flight like that now that I don't really cocktail much anymore. Yeah. I, I drank the entire way there the first time when we showed up. I'm like, I don't know if I'm drunk or hungover, or jet lagged, because I just I drank the entire way there. That's but a long I, flight. I, I was younger. I, I could handle it better, I think. Now, I mean, that would I would be done. They'd have to pour me off the plane, literally. Yeah. But yes. So, what would you like to do other than go back to Africa? We know that. What would I hunt? Yeah. If I went back there, here. Anywhere. Top of your list. Everyone gets kind of pissed off at me about this one. But I want to shoot a giraffe. Yeah. I get a lot of putting... Now, Evie said that'd be fine, because I told her we could make a rug out of it like the zebra. And she's like, yes, I want one. (laughs) Now, she just turned five. I don't think she understands all the implications in it. The older one, her sister, was like, did you make this when she was looking at the zebra? I'm like, kind of. We'll, we'll get into the details of that later. But yes, I kind of made this. I helped. Right. Uh, I don't know. You know, like a Cape Buffalo or a Hippo would be cool out of your bigger animals. Um, Cape Buffalo are pretty dangerous to hunt. Yeah, that, that gets more, like kills more. Hippos kill more people. Um Cape Buffalo kill more guides right. and or maybe hunters because they're particularly nasty. Yes. The cat thing, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not opposed to it, but that's not necessarily like a need. If I had the money for one or the other, and I would, you know, I would do a buffalo first. Um, here in the States, I'd like to go elk hunting. I've never been elk hunting. Missouri has an elk season now. You know that, right? Yeah, they have a bear season, too. Right. Although I don't, I mean, I'm not sure how you do that. I think bear hunting's somewhat involved. You know, how you would just stumble onto a bear. Now, I mean, if you were, like, if I didn't get a hold of Wally, right, he used to guide bear hunting. That's who taught me a lot of my bow hunting stuff. Right. He would probably have a better idea than most folks, but 
I don't think you have enough just roaming around to have that be a super successful venture, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see how the bear season continues. I did not even realize that we had a significant enough elk population to have a season. Now, I think it's one of those things where you have to be drawn for it or whatever, but right. still, if they're doing that, then we must have a sustainable population. They antelope hunt or pronghorn out in Kansas. Oh yeah, well Western that, yeah. Kansas, yeah. But that's a draw also. Yeah, I believe. And you got to be a which resident. is got to be a resident. Which is weird because you go further west and pronghorn are like freaking yeah, gophers. They're every dozen. Um, I think I would probably like to uh, go back to Alaska and go moose hunting. Well, did you hunt when you were in Alaska? I did, absolutely. I mean, how can you be in Alaska and not hunt? Well, I don't know. Not, you may not have the means, right? Or, you know, I mean, not everybody's geared up for that. Right. Or have someone to take them, you know, where you're not just out wandering around in the woods. Yeah, I did. I did not do a bear hunt. I wanted to do a bear hunt. I didn't get around to it. Hunted a moose unsuccessfully because much like here, when it's hunting season, the animals know it's hunting season and you don't right. see them. Any other time of the year, I had moose in my front yard. Um, caribou is very involved. That's I mean, oh yeah, because you got to find the migration. Stuff. Yes, you have to you have to run into the migration path, and that could be challenging. Uh, you better be in shape for that because you're you're going up and down hills and mountains. Um, also, along the fishing lines. The fishing in Alaska is some of the best fishing that I've ever done. Now, did you like to fish before you went to Alaska? Have oh, you yeah. always liked to fish? Yeah, I've always liked to fish. Did you fish out in the ocean? Yes, we did. Did, did uh, you fish streams there too? or Yeah, I fished. Ponds or lakes, inland? Water. If there was water, I was going to fish it, yes. And we, there's a lot of different species in Alaska, in Alaska that, you know, you can fish. They have the, the graylings, which is a very sought-after uh-huh. Um, obviously, you have the salmons, you know, from just about every salmon that you could think of. They have it there, the kings, the pigs. I love salmon if you don't cook it. Yes. Um, and then out in the ocean, you know, I caught the cod, the lingcod, the, uh, the snappers, and the, uh, the big flatfish. I believe halibut. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't cod one of the key components in fish and chips? It is, absolutely. Yes. And the lingcod, um, they get quite big. And the halibut, halibut fishing out there, I caught a, I believe it was a 75-ish pound halibut. And when I got that thing up, which by the way, if you've ever reeled in a halibut, they don't come up, they come up flat. So you're trying to displace all this water as you're pulling this fish up and it's, it's a pain. but I caught a 75-pound halibut when I was there and was told that it was a baby. Nice. Apparently halibut get giant. And for you non-fish-liking people, halibut is probably the most mild of fish there is to eat. And it's easy to clean those and chunk them up. Can we get halibut here? Yeah, you can. I'm not sure that I would. Not it's the same. not the same. Kind of like he's getting it right from the source, right? We can get crawfish here too, but not the same. 
Kind of like wearing a condom. It's not the same. I get it. All right, Todd, you brought something up over to lunch. It's gun-related, and that'll tie into something else I want to talk about here in a second. But um, tell me what you were looking at. You were looking at a three hundred eight. Is that yeah. correct? A Model 7 or a, mo- or a 700? Model uh, Remington 700. Okay, so full-size. Yeah, kind of. Full-size rifle. Right? Full-size full action. Yes, yes. Full-size action, short barrel, 16-inch barrel. Um, I'm going to use that for most likely a pig gun. You know, you're not going to reach out beyond probably... Well, right, five hundred yards at the most. Oh, I mean, most of the time it's probably inside a hundred. Right, but you know, yeah. that thing will be a tack driver inside of a hundred yards. Oh goodness! Yeah. No, I like it. I am. I always like those short barrel sniper rifles. I love. Them. I mean, I like the profile of them. Plus, I also would have liked it because they've been a little lighter to hump around. Yes, especially with that heavy ass barrel. We won't get into this one tonight, but this could be a story for another day. Remember when they put us out in the woods where all those dogs and we couldn't see them? I tan? That drug house? I tan? Yeah, up near there. I have pictures. Oh, yeah, we do have some pictures of that. That was horrible, though. Scary. Yeah, do you remember the next day? We went back at, you know, the drug unit. We all went up there, and we just did a knock and talk and found out that it was nothing. There's dope all over the place, though, and needles and shit. Yeah, but there was no lab. We were actually looking uh, for a lab. That's right. That's why we went. Yes, I just remember it was it was stressful. There was something about all that. I think maybe not being able to see. Yeah, we were was, all... Because it was like pitch black. Well, it was night. pitch black, and we were gillied up, and we went through the woods, and the woods actually got too dense for yeah. East... for us to even travel through, so we exfilled yeah, we one did, part... And did it again. And then went down further to the uh, west and entered there and walked along a creek bank and that's when we encountered all the dogs almost as bad yeah that'd be a good one um oh i'm gonna say how do we get off on that talking about the weight sniper rifle yeah and weight so i like the weight of those smaller ones i like the profile of them a bit um you know i think when you get to about 20 inches and under they start to kind of have that cool right that cool look and I'm thinking about 308, and I don't know what I want to do. Um, I've got the Model 7 that we're turning into a scout rifle. Right. We're big fans of the scout rifle concept and Colonel Jeff Cooper. So I don't know if it's uh, if it's um, like the Springfield, which, you know, everyone's kind of down on Springfield because they've done some dumb shit. But... The uh, like a Scout Squad or a Socom Sixteen, but that's a that's like if I were a cowboy back in the cowboy days, that's what I would have in my saddlebag. So right, just semi-auto three hundred eight goodness would be pretty awesome. Harken to the cowboy days. Do you remember the tactical lever rifle that you used to have? I never got to shoot that. I never so, shot it. Do you know that there's actually a giant following? out there now and Midwest Industries one of the top rail makers handguard makers of in the firearms community actually make a rail platform for level rifles there's a whole big tactical level rifle yeah, community yeah cuz we had out to there. dream it up 
And I'd like to say, I mean, I was ahead of the curve on that. I mean, because I did that in 2000 Yeah, it was a long time. But I didn't dream up that idea. I found that idea from like an American rifleman, and it was during the Clinton's assault weapons ban. Right. And they had sent, uh, I can't remember who the gunsmith was, but he was up in the Northwest somewhere. But, you know, he took lever guns, uh, dehorned them, put ghost ring sights on them. I don't know if they put rail on it or not. Um, but they, you know, then they had the furniture all treated so it was shot. It looked almost black, but it would help it from to not want to shrink or swell. They put the big loop on it? Big loop. So that's what we did with ours. But yeah, I never got a chance to shoot that. I just, we got busy. I'd take it to SWAT day, and by then, towards the end when I was team leader and, and snipering and just having to qualify. I remember one day I gave it to somebody. I'm like, just go shoot it and let me know if it works or not. I don't have time today. I'd like to, but I, I would like to know it runs after we did all this work on it. But we had the stocks professionally camoed. I had a, a, a pick rail put on top and a dot and um, had a little piece of rail on the side for a flashlight. That was a bad bitch. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that might be fun to do again. Oh, we're going to do it again because I am going to get a lever rifle. Mossberg made one. And yeah. It looked cool, but they didn't run very well. I'd... Mossberg made one. Marlin, are they're slowly bringing back their um, lever rifles. And of course, you got the Henrys. Henry makes a semi-tactical one already. Um, that would probably be where I go because just... Traditionally, the actions on lever rifles are clunky, and you have to break those things in. you got to treat them like they owe you money. Uh, but the Henry actions are really, really smooth right out of the box. Mar had one of the Mossbergs, and I, I think it ran about like you think it would, yeah. you know, from the reviews part of the time. But it looked cool. I mean, the, the design portion of it was neat. They just... I don't know how I feel about Mossberg. You know, you get some people that have some and they really like them because they make a scout rifle. It's pretty much ready to go out of the box. Um, you know, and again, it looks good. And the, I mean, I think the features on it are fairly well thought out. But, you know, you get a gun that isn't anywhere close to one MOA and it's not going to be a lot of fun to shoot. You know, especially for a bolt gun. Yeah. I get in semi-auto, it's going to open up some. But yeah, so those Springfields, I like. Um, you know, and I'd heard that the groups had kind of opened up on those over the last few years. But the reviews that I've seen, that I don't know, going back about a year and less, they seem to be better. They seem to be getting pretty good hits at distance. And I just think that's kind of cool. And I'd like to have a second 308 just for some redundancy. Right. And I'm not, I don't dislike AR-10. But it doesn't. It doesn't just totally motivate me either. Some of them look a little big. That forward assist looks kind of weird on some of them. Um, one company to check into. Speaking of forward assist, I don't know. I haven't really looked into what they're making. Um, but they've revamped their AR platform, CMMG, which is a Missouri oh, they're, they're company. Missouri. Um, they have done away with the forward assist on their newer ARs. Because the forward assist, as you know, we know, anybody listening that's firearms educated knows, was a Vietnam era thing. It was put there because those bolts in the action, inside the action chamber were getting all gummed up because they're trudging through mud and muck and 
You don't really need a forward assist these days. It's just obsolete. Now, I will say the, the one AR-10 that I do kind of like, and it's Springfield again, I believe. It's Springfield does the same, right? Um, that the same line of guns, I believe, I are believe from so, Springfield. Yeah. yeah. Theirs is, the, the whole package is just a little bit trimmer everywhere. And I actually, I actually thought it was an AR-15 at first. Hmm. And um, that, now that one might motivate me more. But there's just something about that whole M14 platform that's kind of sexy. Yes, yes. So, and I like the, uh, what's the shorter SOCOM thing? Is it the tanker, the tanker one? So I think a tanker is like a SOCOM 16, but I think it has the wood furniture, right? It may not have a couple of the tactical upgrades. I oh, gotcha. But I believe they're about the same size. Yeah. And then the scout squad may have an 18-inch barrel, maybe just a little bit longer. And then you get back into the M1A thing of theirs, which is their M14 platform. Right. So, yeah, and other than that, I don't, you know, I don't know if I need another bolt gun uh, in in 308 necessarily. I'd like to, I'd like to vary it up a little bit. So we'll see. And then our other firearms related thing we mentioned, we are going to try and get together with the Bulldog people. And that may happen here if we uh, track them down or they track us down. If not, we'll, we'll do it later or add it in. But they do some neat stuff. They do build classes for AKs, and we may have mentioned that before. Yeah, it was in a previous podcast. Um, but we're going to see if we can go out there and do one of their builds, which I think that would be fun. I, I'm, I kind of like the AK platform, and I think it's interesting. And I know it's, it's different. Um, than maybe your traditional rifle builds like an AR or something there in that realm. So I think that'll be a lot of fun because we know some people out in Colorado, so it'll be fun to see them while we're out there and and hit some dealers. And the Bulldog people are uh, some of our dealers. So Right, Bulldog Armory is uh, one of our dealers. Yeah. So hit them up. Go so buy some knives. Yeah, they're friends of the program. And, um, yeah, I'd like to see about us getting to make some some AK goodness happen. Good old commie assault rifle. All right, it is dashy time. We'd like to thank everybody that uh, responded, came in with answers on the dashy giveaway. Todd, tell us who won the dashy. All right, so out of the thousands and thousands of answers not really. We had five. There were five guys. Of the numerous entries, uh, who did we pull? So we used a random number generator, and the winner of the dashy is Instagram handle, and I believe I'm saying this correct, Zup Scarita. Zup Scarita. That Zup, belongs to... Zup Scarita. Did, you, did we look up and see who that is? Yes, we, we yes. We trace it, it is, back uh, to a real... Can we trace it back? It's almost be like being detectives again. Did we trace it back to a real person? We did. His name is Joe Zupdick. Zupdick. What's up, Dick? <laughs> nice. All right, Joe. You're the winner. You have 30 minutes to claim your prize. <laughs> <laughs> you're the seventh caller now. All right. 
Thanks to Joe and everybody else that uh, participated, and we will uh, check with the powers that be and see if we can give something else away before too long. Thank yeah, you. I'm sure there will be another giveaway in the cards very soon. Yay! All right, so we just talked about our giveaway. I've been working on something for our people on our platform where they can give. I chatted with Schiffer about this and uh, Caleb Foster a little bit about working on some kind of a charitable thing um, where we keep it pretty simple, but if we use the power of our 6,500 folks and Docs and Caleb's and pool them together, we're really pretty small donations could actually add up to make a difference. So we're working out the kinks on all that. Um, Cause I also wanted to set it up where whoever we donated to could track it. So you could actually see those numbers climb and realize like, you know, Hey, I just gave a buck, but that buck times, you know, 12,000 people starts to add up or more. So um, we're working on that, but look forward to that or be looking for that. And if you guys have any ideas, we'll get something posted out on Instagram and the Facebook and a few other spots too. Um, we've, we've looked at a couple and I, th I think they're pretty solid. We're just trying to do some vetting and figure out the best way to get that ironed out. But I think that'd be a nice little way for everybody to give back and, you know, it doesn't really, doesn't hurt too bad, but actually could make a difference. So, uh, I'll be talking with Caleb and Steve and, uh, be looking for that here in the weeks to come. And for information, most of uh, the stuff that you're going to see from us, you're going to either catch on the Instagram page, the Sniper Blade Works Instagram page. I'll usually repost it on my uh, Instagram page, jag underscore Sniper Blade Works. And then the Facebook group is probably the best place to find the information. So if you're not part of the Facebook group, go find us. Todd, I have a story for you this week. Whoa. You're I, doing story time? I've started it. I shuffled through my memory. Did it hurt? A little bit. And um, this also involves a hospital in St. Joe. Oh, boy. Here we go. I don't know if you know this one or not. You weren't, you weren't there for this one. I don't know if this was early on in the detective career. Um, so you may have... You may have still been on the road or you might have still been in the jail you might have been jail scum back then holy crap it's that long ago most everybody at the sheriff's department starts in the jail and we like to refer to them as jail scum Ooh, i have a very quick story Go ahead. about jail scum going to the road swat blah blah yada yada our buddy homer we love homer homer is a very successful police officer to this day he is now with the kansas city police department um, I believe, last I knew, he was East Patrol Sergeant. Okay. Uh, he may be a detective sergeant now, too, though. I don't know. We should probably catch up with Homer one of these days. We will. He'd be a good guy to bring on the podcast. We have stories with Homer. Um, so Homer and I were in the jail at the same time. Homer is actually known for being in the jail for probably longer than he should have been. There's a SWAT tryout. We all try out for SWAT. 
traditionally the people that try out for SWAT the very first time don't make it. It's just a thing. It happens. I tried out for SWAT. He tried out for SWAT. Whole bunch of people. I think it was that was one of the biggest tryouts. There was probably like eight or nine people that tried out that time. I of course did not make it. Homer made it. Homer thought it would be nice to you know back in those days we had pagers. We didn't have anything other than pagers to identify when we needed to be where we needed to go at a certain time. Whatever. He made the SWAT team. He got his SWAT pager. The day after he made SWAT, I was informed that I was going to patrol, which Homer had been trying to go to patrol for a very, very long time. He made fun of me, showing me his SWAT pager. The day after, I come and say, hey, Homer, look what I got. Oh, oh you made the SWAT team? No, Homer. This is for patrol. I don't have to go to the jail every day. Dude, those pagers were badass back in the day, too, because they looked just like the ones they had in the Navy SEAL movie. Absolutely. I thought that was... Plus, text was... Right? I mean, in the old days, pagers just showed you a number for the most part. Right. And these, you know, you could text on them, so they were great. Right. They, you know, what they used to say something like, when we'd get a call out, call out, report by time or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, continue with your story time. Hey, you get two story times this week. Uh, maybe they'll save it. That's a good one. I uh, I don't know why I'm so fascinated with the pager, but I was because I just thought I was cool as shit with that thing. I thought I was Charlie Sheen or, oh, yeah. or Michael Bean. It was so awesome. Yeah. They were pretty neat. Now, I mean, hell, that's the size of our cell phone, damn near. Yeah, they, they were, were big. They were pretty cool, though. I dug that. We talked about the jail scum, but I think the jail thing is good. You know, and I said this even, and we were always into knives, but I said this like way before the knife thing, but I feel like all law enforcement careers should be forged on the anvil of incarceration, right? It's just a good place to start. You know, you get some interaction with bad guys while you still have some supervision before they just turn you loose, you know, in the middle of the night with a gun. And chances are you're going to see those shitheads again when you're on patrol. This is a good one. So I'm checking this guy in and we're going through all the medical stuff. You know, do you have a heart condition? Do you have this or that? And then I said, do you have or currently have a sexually transmitted or do you have a sexually transmitted disease? And he's like, yes. Or have you ever had one? He said, yes. I said, do you have it currently? (laughs) His response was, I don't think it ever goes away. (laughs) I'm like, just going to go ahead and check yes. (laughs) So, that was a good one. Well, and then, bless his heart, rest in peace, Tom. Some of the stuff that he used to say on the radio would definitely get you fired today. We had a resident that was... We may not be able to even say it here. (laughs) It's very possible. Um, We had a a resident of Platte County that was a frequent um, stop. He would get stopped a lot. I will not mention his name, but he had a very serious disease um, that you commonly re- think that gay people have. He had AIDS. He had AIDS. Um, so I stopped this guy one time in the giant uh, mecca of Tracy. Um, as I 
am calling out the car stop. Tom gets on the radio, says, radio number, blah, blah, to the Platte County unit that's got beep, stop. Subject's got full-blown AIDS. <laughs> oh, the good old days. Yeah. Frightened. Can't do that these days. I'm not sure you'd want to. That's horrible. Right. You might just, like, you might just want to blub up, dude. Yeah. Simple enough. Anyway, hospital, St. Joe. I'm good. We'll save it for next week. Oh, hey. There you go. You, you'll get a bonus for next week. Well, actually, there's quite a few story times right here. Little short snippets of our career. Vignettes. Vignettes. All right. Thanks for joining us in the Tactical Big Top, and we'll talk with you all next week. Y'all be safe. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Tactical Big Top with Lance, Jag, and the Sideshow. Please like, subscribe, and let us know what you'd like to hear more of. You can also find us on IG, YouTube, and the Facebook.